So we wanted to do something that would really support the, the people who are truly trying to, to improve their health. So anybody who buys a copy of the Micronutrient Miracle, whether it's from Amazon or a local bookstore, we put together a group of companies. They're going to gift you $200 in gift certificates that you can use on their online stores and have their organic meats, wild-caught fish, and non-toxic home goods and shipped nuts. right to your door. And nuts. <laughs> you guys. Seriously? Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better. Start now. and the Calton Institute of Lifestyle Medicine, as well as the authors of both Naked Calories and Rich Food, Poor Food. And today we're talking about their new book that I'm holding in my hot little hands called The Micronutrient Miracle, the 28-day plan to lose weight, increase your energy, and reduce disease. Hi, Mira and Jason Calton. Welcome to Ella. Oh, thanks so much for having us, Ella. So you guys, I have never interviewed two people at the same time ever. Oh, wow. Well, this should be a real treat then. Well, it, it will be a real something. <laughs> <laughs> We're never apart. So that's what you get with us. You get both of us. All right, Team Calton, here's what I want to do. I would like you both to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you because you actually have unique experiences that led you to this joint place. So Jason, since it's going to be so hard to get a word in on Mira and I, why don't we let you go first? <laughs> It's, it's a good idea, actually. You're right. This is going to be tough. So, um, so our story is a little bit different. I've been in the nutrition field for about 25 years. And when I met Mira, I had already been, I had a private practice and I was doing what many nutritionists do. I saw private clients in my office and I was helping them to do things like lose weight or be able to get rid of poor sleep habits or improve their, their energy levels. And I was dealing with what I call the macronutrient wars, trying to figure out if we should eat more carbs carbs or less fat or more fat or, or you know, is the carb protein fat ratio game that most nutritionists start with with their clients. But Mira walked into my office and she had advanced osteoporosis at age 30. At age, that, at age 30? 30. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, this was this this was this caused me to completely change my focus from that macronutrient side to the micronutrient side or those vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids and amino acids and really start studying how we can absorb these micronutrients, the the healing power of these micronutrients. And that's why all of our books and all of our literature now really focuses in on becoming micronutrient sufficient. Okay, and of course, Jason, we're going to get into what is a micronutrient and why should we care? But first, let's hear from Mira. Well, I was uh, living in New York City in my 20s, and I was a publicist, and I mean, I dressed celebrities, I did film premieres, life seemed pretty great at that point, and like Jason said, uh, I started feeling bad when I was getting close to my 30s, and they diagnosed me with advanced osteoporosis, so I was told I had the bones of an 80-year-old woman when I turned 30, and they told me that it wasn't ever going to get better, and that that was going to be my life. So um, for me, this journey of learning about nutrition and learning about these micronutrients that we're going to discuss today was really, I had to, I had to figure this out or else I wasn't going to walk. It totally changed my life. I mean, obviously I'm healthy now. I reversed this in only two years. Now we work with women around the world to reverse their osteoporosis as well as numerous other health conditions. And it's just been, it's been an amazing journey. It sent me back to school to become a nutritionist, become a fitness chef. And I love the fact that every day I am blessed enough to come into work and get a letter from somebody telling me that they are feeling better. And that, and that's really why we do this. That's awesome. And I have to share with everybody how you guys connected with me because you had me at hello. Let me tell you what I mean. You guys reached out to me and you said, we've got a new book coming out. P.S. There is wine and chocolate in our program. I thought you'd like that. (laughs) I was like, sold. When can we talk? (laughs) Well, and that's one of the things that we actually, you know what? We want this to be sustainable. We want it to be realistic. And you know what? There's health benefits to both those things. So we say keep them in your diet. 
All right. Well, I can't wait to talk about it. And one of the things that I just want to premise all of this with, and I just, I doubt that you will disagree, but we'll see, is that when we talk today about diet, we're talking about a nutritional lifestyle. We are not talking about a diet, a restriction. We're not talking about a capital D. We're talking about the way that you eat. Are you guys on board with that? Absolutely. That's what we're, that's what we talk about. Also, we're talking about what you're putting in your mouth and what's nourishing your body. Okay. I love it. So first things first, what on earth are micronutrients, Dr. Jason? Okay. So there are already things that, you know, it sounds complicated, but really it's just an umbrella term for vitamins like vitamin A and vitamin C minerals, like your calcium, magnesium, zinc, your essential fatty acids, that one can get tricky, but we also call them EFAs. That's the omega-3 that your doctor talks about, also omega-6. They're both essential fatty acids. And then little things called amino acids, which are really just the building blocks of protein. So when you take those kind of four categories and put them together, you've got micronutrients. And it's the, that other side of food. It's the non-caloric side of food. You know, when you, when you eat something and somebody says, oh, that's really, quote, unquote, healthy for you, what they're talking about is the food is usually packed with these essential micronutrients, not the carbohydrates, fats, or proteins that are on the other side of the equation that are the caloric value. You need those for energy, but it's the micronutrients that basically do everything in the body. So macronutrients are proteins, carbs, fats. You tell me. Yep. yep, that's right. Protein, carbs, and fats. And they carry that caloric value. And that's typically what we look at when we look at a food and we say, oh, I'm on a low-carb diet or I'm on a low-fat diet. We stay in that macronutrient world. But it's the micronutrients on the other side of the coin that, that we're going to talk about and that our books are about and that really help to build bones and help muscles contract and help your skin repair itself and do all the amazing things that we're going to talk about today. What I found so interesting about your approach is it was actually so simple and logical, but a completely different way of viewing what healthy food is. So if I understand correctly, and you guys tell me, the premise that we're operating under is that we are micronutrient deficient, and hence we have weight problems and disease and conditions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and we're not paying enough attention to our micronutrient profile? Absolutely. So first, let's just talk about how you, the first statement you said is that a lot of us are micronutrient deficient. And I don't think people really get this or really hear about it anywhere. But we're over 90%. According to the U.S. government, more than 90% of us are currently deficient in our vitamins and minerals. Now, that, that sounds like it's, it's obviously a lot of us, but what does that cause? Well, every micronutrient has hundreds of functions in your body. Everything from making your hair shiny and bright to actually osteoporosis, building your bones, or to heart your heart functioning, you breathing. Everything has to run by these micronutrients. So when they become deficient, all of these things stop happening in the best way they could possibly happen. So we, you know, at first you just might be a little bit tired if you just didn't eat well the day before and you didn't get your micronutrients. So you might be a little bit tired or a little bit moody or something like that. But then over time, if you stay deficient, in your micronutrients, those deficiencies then lead to diseases. And what we currently blame on genetics all the time is really micronutrient deficiency cause situations. A quote that I circled in your book says this, hmm. if a condition or disease can be directly linked to a micronutrient deficiency, then it can be prevented and or reversed through sustained sufficiency of the deficient micronutrient. Exactly. So I got osteoporosis because my diet and lifestyle were causing major deficiencies in my calcium, my magnesium, my vitamin D, my vitamin K, all of these things were becoming deficient. What happened is I became sufficient in those things and I was able to reverse that same condition, osteoporosis. In a one way, it sounds too good to be true. And in the other way, it sounds like complete common sense. Is my reaction similar to the reaction of others, Mira and Jason? Yeah, I think people don't realize that really disease, the idea of disease started with micronutrient deficiencies. We started to see these things like scurvy, pellagra, beriberi, 
rickets. These 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 affected hundreds of thousands of people. But and then all of a sudden we started to start to understand about virus and bacteria. And even a lot of these diseases, those micronutrient deficiency diseases that I just mentioned, they thought they were bacterial or viral, but they weren't. They were had at their root these micronutrient deficiencies. The same thing is occurring today. We know that there are certain things that we call long latency lifestyle diseases, things that you don't catch from bacteria or virus that can still affect us, things like diabetes, things like osteoporosis, things like heart disease, things like hypertension, things like all these diseases that most of us know either are suffering from or know someone who's suffering from. And the interesting thing is that both medical and nutritional science have come together now and we're everybody's admitting the same thing. Listen, the roots of these long latency diseases and, and even obesity have their roots in these micronutrient deficiencies. It's not it's not even up for debate. There's no doctor out there that's going to tell you that, well, you know, Mira might have gotten her osteoporosis for a different reason than being deficient in her micronutrients. No, it's the deficiency in these micronutrients that are at the root of these diseases. And I think that's really something that we're starting to realize and it's quite exciting in nutrition and medicine today. Well, you include, in addition to a lot of references and different data points, you include a chart in the book that lists many, many, many conditions and then the micronutrients that are used in prevention and treatment. I found it fascinating, and I dug a little bit deeper, and I want to pull a couple of those out. So, for example, you quote a study in the European Journal of Neurology about Alzheimer's disease. And in that study, they apparently found a link between a vitamin B12 deficiency and Alzheimer's. I hope I'm quoting that correctly. And an association between vitamin D and dementia. I mean, it's amazing if you just look at vitamin D alone, the numerous things that vitamin D deficiency can cause. Vitamin D, and this is just, you know, if you want to fix one thing really fast or you're worried about your weight and no matter what you do, you can't seem to get your weight under control. Vitamin D deficient women are on average 17 pounds heavier than people who are sufficient in D. One nutrient alone, that could be your missing answer. I mean, there's so many times that we put people on programs and we get them sufficient and then all of a sudden their weight just starts dropping off. But it's really one of those things that you just don't think about your weight maybe being from deficiencies. Or maybe the reason that you're eating so much is because your body is crying out for more micronutrients and your food isn't supplying enough of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they really work and they work together as well. Like one of the things that vitamin D helped Mira with was her absorption of calcium. A lot of times people find out, oh my goodness, I'm deficient in vitamin D, so I'm going to go take it. But what are the ramifications of that? If you don't have enough vitamin D, your body isn't going to be able to absorb specific micronutrients at a very at a, at a, at a good rate, calcium being one of these. So in order for her to get calcium sufficient, she also had to become vitamin D sufficient. So it's, it's really kind of, it's, very, it's like a large orchestra, how they work together. Yeah, it can start to feel a little bit complicated. And so before we before we go there, you know, I just I interviewed Ben Greenfield in July and we talked about how a lack of testosterone and a lack of really just libido and drive can be related entirely to these mineral deficiencies in the body. And then you guys point out things like varicose veins even can be related to a deficiency in vitamin C, vitamin E and copper. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing is throughout throughout Micronutrient Miracle, what we do is we first give you all these conditions and you get to see like which micronutrients might be to blame for this condition that you might really be having right now. And as you work through all the subsequent chapters, you start to see all the different things in your life and in your diet that might be actually causing those deficiencies. So it's like a checklist for you. This first part, you get to see which micronutrients might be deficient. And then as you work through, you could be like, oh, I do have that habit that's robbing me. Maybe I can fix that one. And maybe my varicose veins will go away. And it's really, I mean, it's really user-friendly. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to give you the science, but we also want you to be able to like point and shoot and just like, you know, learn how to solve your own problems. Okay, well, let's go back to this because I know people will want to know a little bit more. You've mentioned both cravings and weight loss. Can you give us some examples or tell us a little bit more about how people who want to lose weight or people who want to reduce their cravings, how that relates to micronutrients? So you wouldn't think that the two go hand in hand. But it's interesting that when the Monell Chemical Sense Center in Philadelphia studied what happened when individuals became deficient in two specific minerals, and we're going to talk about calcium and magnesium, they found that when you're deficient in calcium and magnesium, you crave sugar. And you also crave salt. 
And so it's well, a lot of times people think, well, I know what I when I eat sugar, I all of it, you know, maybe I could be going a, a few weeks or even a month without having anything sugary. Then I eat something and then it's almost kind of like I need to eat again and again and again. And it becomes you become addicted to sugar. And in fact, there's been research that shows that sugar is more addictive than even cocaine. And one of the big reasons why sugar is so addictive is because it depletes calcium and magnesium. And it's those two exact minerals that when you're deficient in those minerals, you crave sugar. So it makes sense. You take the sugar in, it blocks your body from being able to absorb that calcium and magnesium. The deeper that calcium and magnesium deficiency gets, the more you crave sugar. And it's just this vicious cycle that we think oftentimes reflects back on our self-discipline. In reality, it's a physiological signal that your body's sending you that, hey, we need more of this because those deficiencies and those those minerals cause that, that, that craving reaction to happen. So by becoming sufficient in just calcium and magnesium, the, the cravings go away almost overnight. We've had, we have women calling us up like, I've had ice cream cravings for seven years. I thought it was just my habit. But after three days of being sufficient, I don't even want it anymore. I don't even need it anymore. We did a show on that. I did a little short show, um, a solo show on cravings. And one of the things that I drew a connection between was a deficiency in magnesium and a craving for dark chocolate. And you crave dark chocolate because it is pretty high in magnesium, relatively speaking. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they start supplementing with magnesium, they can reduce their craving. Now, there's nothing wrong with eating some dark chocolate, but you don't want the dark chocolate to be eating you. Like you don't, you don't, you don't need it to be in charge. Right. And you don't want sugar in your dark chocolate so preferably a free dark chocolate if you're gonna do that because remember if not you're taking in that magnesium in the dark chocolate but you're also taking in the sugar which blocks magnesium so it's almost defeatist to actually like eat some dark chocolate with sugar in it because you're never gonna your body's never really gonna get that sensation filled and magnesium falls in that vitamin D category. That's the other one that everyone says all the time. You know, everyone on planet Earth is deficient in magnesium. That's a little bit of hyperbole, but not much. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think the most is potassium. Potassium is actually the one that the most, almost all of us are basically deficient in potassium. It's not talked about nearly as much as magnesium or yeah. vitamin D. Yeah, I think it's 93 or 94% deficient in that. But magnesium is up there too. It's around yeah. 70% of the population. And this is a really important one, obviously, for the for the craving cycle that it causes. Also, magnesium can help, again, with the absorption of calcium. So there's that synergistic pairing. Digestive issues. There's digestive issues. <laughs> there's sleep issues. You know how many people in this country cannot sleep eight hours, literally cannot sleep eight hours. And these are these are professionals. These are college-educated people who certainly know how to go about going to sleep, but they can, I mean, they're up at, I mean, I had nurses and doctors in my office. I'm like, how many hours do you sleep? Oh, I wake up about, I don't know, 1.30, then I go out of the kitchen, I watch TV, my kids join me. I'm like, are you kidding me? At two o'clock in the morning, your family is up? Yes, we can't sleep. So magnesium can really help you to set the stage for proper sleep. And, you know, it's just High one of those- pressure as well as magnesium as a magnesium deficiency yeah you know there's a lot of things and that's what we really want people to do is we call it micronutrient miracle not because we are going to like la 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 give you a bunch of miracles you know it's that's not it the micronutrients the power of micronutrients to fix what's wrong in your body is what's miraculous and we always say we don't know what's really going to happen we don't know what your miracle is going to be because i don't know I, you know, I'm not inside your body. I don't know if maybe your your skin irritants, your eczema is really a micronutrient deficiency. I don't know which things are going to be healed first. But the cool thing is it's always unexpected. And that's so much fun for us as practitioners to get an email saying, you know what, I did this for weight loss and I slept for the first time in five years. You know, there's a, one woman that actually wrote to us and she, um, she shared her story. She actually had warts that she had tried to freeze off. She had tried to, she had tried everything and she worked with her hands as a photographer and she was so embarrassed of these warts. And then again, micronutrient sufficiency, two weeks later, they were just gone. What, what, what do you think her micronutrient deficiency was? I really don't know. I would have to it's take a look at that. It's happened to two clients now. Yeah. So we're actually really kind of interested to see what it is that's actually making people's warts go away. Yeah, but you don't a- think of warts as micronutrient deficiencies normally. I mean, I just try not to think of warts, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Let's all take that out of our heads. <laughs> okay. What is a Nutrivore? You know, again, having been in this this field for over 25 years, I see a lot of infighting amongst the professionals. You know, it's it's do you want to follow a plant-based diet? Should you be a 
paleo, primal diet, or should you be a vegan, vegetarian? There's lots of infighting. Well, one of the things that we really wanted to do when we set out on this journey, you know, together about 10 years ago, we traveled around the world, traveled around the world for seven years to 135 countries studying dietary and lifestyle habits of the healthiest people on the planet. We wanted to see, is there a common denominator amongst these people that we're just missing here in America? Or is everybody right? Do you have to pick a side and fight your battle, right? <laughs> well, it turns out that there is one common denominator, and, and that is micronutrient sufficiency is essential for optimal health. Nobody can get away with it. I don't care who you talk to, any diet guru, anybody who tells you, yes, you can have optimal health without being sufficient in your essential micronutrients is lying. Just run the other way. So that's what a Nutrivore is. We talk about, hey, listen, your dietary preference is your preference. That's your, that's your thing. If you want to be a vegan, be a vegan. If you want to be paleo, be a paleo. As long as you, you abide by one golden rule. Make sure you're sufficient in your essential micronutrients as you move forward. And we believe that really any diet can lead you to optimal health as long as micronutrient sufficiency is met. Yeah, that's such an inclusive mentality. And again, it just makes sense because if you're if you're focusing on nutrient density, then how do you really go wrong? Whether you don't eat much meat like I don't, that's not a moral choice. I just don't love it. Or whether you are totally paleo, you know, et cetera, et cetera. If everyone, if our country focused on nutrient density, which is really at the end of the day, eating real food, right guys? Yes. In its simplest terms, a variety of real food. If we just did that 80% of the time, it would change the face of this nation. And not only that, the cool thing is imagine what power we'd have in the grocery stores. Imagine how we could all say, you know, I'm not going to fight with this person over here because they are different than me. I'm going to say we all want this box stuff out of here. We all want to make sure we have better options that are organic and stop spraying everything with pesticides. We all want this together. I want it for you if you want your vegetables, and I want it for him if he wants his meat, and I want it for everyone for what they believe in. And we can make some major changes here. Yeah, that's really what the Nutribor concept came about. It's really about collaboration and working together at the common goal of fixing the problem, and that's why we created that term. Well, and my people know that processed food is dead food. It doesn't mean that we all avoid it all the time. It just means that the knowledge is there, but I'm not sure. And we've talked, by the way, about a lot of what you call the micronutrient depleters. We've talked about them in a different way. So we know that sugar, we know that processed foods, we know that soy and gluten and even household toxins we've touched on before. We know that those can be depleters, but you've mentioned a couple of things in your book that I had never thought about before. Can you explain first the concept? Sure. Yeah, it's it's funny. It always comes up as spelled incorrectly because we made it up. It's not really a word, but we call them everyday micronutrient depleters or EMDs. So the whole thing is every single day you come into contact with things through sometimes they're innately in food, sometimes they're the toxins you talked about, sometimes they're lifestyle habits. And what they do is they steal micronutrients from you. So you eat all this food and it's real great, rich food, micronutrient rich food, and you expect it to all be there and all those micronutrients to help you get healthier. But the problem is then life happens. And life has these EMDs or everyday micronutrient depleters. They're like little thieves. And they come in and they say, you know what? I'm stressed. And I'm going to steal a whole lot of your B vitamins and your vitamin C. And then and I'm exercise and I'm going to make sure that your, your, you know, potassium, magnesium, your calcium are all depleted. And all these things start bringing your levels down. And so you don't really think of a lot of these, but um, like you said, gluten, you've, you guys have talked about and soy and sugar, those all rob micronutrients, but then there's some that people don't think about as much. Throw out a couple that are surprises to some, and, and I will tell you which one surprised me. Well, I think, I think a lot of times the phytic acid and the oxalic acid that are found in healthy foods like spinach um, are surprising to people. I mean, there's, there's a huge epidemic of green drinks going on in America. <laughs> I mean, I, I, everywhere I turn, people are like they're, they're mixing raw spinach into these green drinks, and they have no idea or seemingly they don't have any idea that spinach is super high in something called oxalic acid, which binds to calcium, iron, and magnesium. And it binds to the calcium, iron, and magnesium not only in the spinach – 
but in any of the foods that you put into that to that that green drink that you've mixed with that raw spinach. And so, you know, it, it so it's really binding up a lot of the the essential minerals that you think you're getting with that drink. So that's one of them. Okay, we have to talk about that because you are freaking people out right now. <laughs> That's actually one of the major things that happened to me and why I think I got osteoporosis. I lived on the osteoporosis diet, I like to call it, and my lunch every single day was a spinach salad with some grilled chicken on top and some fat-free dressing. And that, every single day, left me really deficient. So two things. First of all, you are not suggesting people do not eat spinach, true or false. We believe that people should eat cooked spinach. When you cook spinach, and you can still make your green drinks, we're going to tell you how, um, when you cook spinach, it gets rid of a lot of the oxalic acid. The oxalic acid is then removed, and then the spinach is safe and good to eat. Before we go further, Jason, you mentioned phytic acid as well. That's in wheat and soy, right? It's in a lot of things, right? So it's in it's in wheat, it's in corn, it's in nuts, it's even in brown rice, soy, definitely. It's, it's in... Um, artichokes, strawberries. So it's in a lot of different things that you, fruits, vegetables, grains. Um, and again, we're not saying to here, we should, we should make this very clear. We're not saying that any of these foods are on the do not eat. Well, soy, we kind of keep on the do not eat list, <laughs> soy, wheat, and sugar. Those are our three that we kick out, but everything else. Yeah, let's eat them, but let's, pre let's prepare them properly. Again, yeah. one of the things we really saw as we traveled around into these remote tribes is that food was had a had a huge preparation period it wasn't just you went out and got the food and ate it you had to prepare it you had to sprout it you had to ferment it that's where all these things came from and when you do this to food you prepare it properly a lot of these anti-nutrients are eliminated so sometimes i think people feel like oh i give up like i cannot win well, you're telling me now that i can't eat spinach and nuts so i really want to hang out here for just a minute so okay. a couple things one is if you're eating fresh greens like i put spinach in my smoothies i rotate my greens but i, I put spinach in my smoothies sometimes kale but you know it's kind of bitter raw um and so on and so forth if i'm going to continue to do that what i understand and maybe this is junk science i don't know is it's good to consume a nice clean fat with that. That actually helps with what you're, with the problem that you're identifying. So I might have coconut oil or olive oil or something. What do you think about that? Fat's great to help with the absorption of the fat-soluble vitamins. Right. That So you have to have fat to stimulate the body to secrete something called bile acid, and then that bile acid will then help to absorb A, D, E, and K, which are the fat-soluble vitamins that are going to be found in that green drink. And that's always a good thing. But putting fat into that green drink isn't going to stop the chelation action of oxalic acid or phytic acid. That's a, that's a chelation to minerals. And it's not the, the adding fat to that... Um, in my opinion, isn't going to isn't going to curtail that in any way, shape, or form. Okay, and so it's phytic acid. I said phytic acid. So thank it, you. people okay. say it all both ways. Okay, what do you say to the person listening whose name is Ella, <laughs> and Ella says, "Okay, I eat raw greens. I juice. I do smoothies. I eat nuts like there's no tomorrow. I eat too many nuts. Okay, I eat flaxseed. I eat chia seeds. I don't really do corn hardly at all, but." not afraid of brown rice and the occasional oat and i just don't love meat i just don't love it and then in your list of things that have oxalic acid am i saying that one right yep. uh -huh. okay in that list you're pretty much describing everything i eat in a week so what do you tell a listener code name ella in this <laughs> hypothetical anecdotal premise i would say ella wink wink I would say that, first of all, there's another column in the book that Ella needs to look at, which is how to prepare them properly. Once you take that column into, into, into heart and start doing it like that, you're going to be much better off, especially if you're eating a good amount of these things. We would also say, and that's things like, Ella, if you're eating nuts, you should sprout your nuts because nuts that have been sprouted have much fewer of uh, the anti-nutrients. Nuts actually have five different anti-nutrients. So they're pretty, pretty high. Actually, they're actually the worst. Yeah. Uh, food yeah, in terms. They're of actually a problem for me. I'll cop to that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, sprout them, and it's so easy. And you can buy them sprouted already. You can even buy sprouted nut butters if you like nut butters. You can buy sprouted nut cheeses if you want nut cheese. So I mean, there's you know, there's ways around it. What we would say also is that probably as you work through the micronutrient miracle book, you'll see that you probably really need 
to supplement the things that these micronutrients, that these anti-nutrients are, are getting out of your system. If you find that you're very, very heavy in things that deplete, you know, your phytates and your oxalates, if you find that you're very heavy, look at the list of nutrients and those are probably some things that you're gonna want to make sure that you can supplement. And that's really the point, isn't it, guys? Because you can start to feel overwhelmed and you can start to think, all right, when the healthy foods are unhealthy, you know, now I'm just screwed. I quit. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we want for anyone. No. Right. And so that's really where that's the that's sort of the journey that I went on as I read this book. And I and I thought, wait a minute, really, the point here is to understand the checks and balances, right? So that I can adjust and that anyone can adjust and say, well, if I do this, then I know that I probably need to pay attention to this in my, my whole nutrient profile. And by the way, a blood test every once in a while wouldn't hurt either to see where you stand. Do you agree or disagree? No, I, I don't even think I could have said it better myself. I mean, that's the idea. It's awareness. This isn't to deter you from eating the way that you are. It's to give you a clear picture and a really honest picture of what's going on in terms of micronutrients. If you're eating all the foods every day on, on that list with the oxalates, then you're going to want to take a look at that and say, okay, that that's my reality. I'm going to look at the micronutrients that are going to be are likely going to be deficient. I'm also going to take into account my lifestyle habits that may also be depleting micronutrients, and then I'm going to take an have an honest evaluation, look at it real hard, and say. I probably need to supplement those if, I, if I'm not going to see problems down the line associated with those, that's those specific micronutrient deficiencies. It's just a real simple equation. Add up the micronutrients that you're taking in every day, subtract the ones that are being depleted through either your lifestyle or micronutrient uh, depleting foods, and that gives you the equation for how likely you are to have to supplement in that equation. So that's our three steps, food, lifestyle, and supplementation. Put them together, and really you can follow any diet you want as long as you follow the proper preparation methods and evaluate the whole picture. Well, and let's, let's do a reality check here too. If our biggest problem in this world is that we need to eat more sprouted nuts and spinach instead of raw spinach, like I'll take that problem every day over fast food, <laughs> processed food, dead food. Like, let's start there, right? I mean, absolutely. not that one is better or worse than the other. It's just one is more prevalent than the other, I would say. Yeah, you know, I mean, you bring up an interesting point. People who eat the standard American diet, they're going to McDonald's, they're eating fast food. They're in a completely different ballpark than somebody who's eating a lot of these foods that are on our list. They're real food. They think they're doing everything right. But I, 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 I'll tell you that when a client walks into the office and says, you know what, I've been, I've switched to organic 80% of the time. I've, I've yeah. almost off, completely off the sodas and the fast food. I, I thought I was doing everything right, but I still got this. I still have hypertension or I still have high blood pressure or I still have constipation or I still have problems. That's what it's really frustrating for. And, and that's where this book can really be an eye-opener and really a benefit because now you're starting to evaluate the problem from a different perspective. It's not that you're doing something. You've made huge strides ahead in the right direction. But if you still have this deficiency in these micronutrients, you're going to find that the conditions are still there. But once you fill those micronutrient deficiency gaps and continue with the good right direction that you've gone with your food, then you're going to be able to see, oh, oh my, oh, these things are going away. And then everything starts to fall into place. The equation starts to become clear because there's nothing more frustrating than doing everything you think you're doing right and still having a problem. Well, I'll buy that. So we're really talking to not, I'm being overly simplistic here, guys, but basically there's a group of people who know that they are eating dead food and they know that now listening to the Caltons that if they actually thought about nutrient density, forget calories, forget counting your carbs and your protein, focus on abundance and focus on the abundance of nutrients. That's an entirely different way to approach cleaning up your diet, right? Then there's that second group. And again, totally oversimplifying, but humor me. And that second group, it would be the one that I am now in, didn't used to be, but would be in now. And that is, hold on. I exercise very frequently. I eat pretty darn well. And I have greens and I have this and I have that. And why is my energy not great? And why do I have dark circles under my eyes? And then lo and behold, I find out that I'm low on iron. And, right. and that that's because I'm probably consuming too much coffee or tea or fruits of certain kinds and nuts. Damn those nuts. <laughs> I know. But that's why if you think about it, they're really hard to eat. If you, if, if you lived in a tribal community, we've never seen them eat nuts. 
it's really kind of interesting because how long would you have to go out there and hunt and peck for that many nuts to fill one little bowl that you can eat with it without even like even like batting your eyes when you're sitting someplace they people like they come shelled already and they're so nice and convenient for you but nuts are hard to crack they're hard to find they're hard to crack nature is really much smarter than we are ben greenfield just gave me the best advice ever he said he said buy the nuts in the shells every time just yeah. like everybody before you had to eat them buy them that way and then you will eat the proper amount and i was like oh so nut butter no yeah no. <laughs> so i'm that's what i'm working on right now one of the things that i want to call out before we move on is you guys aren't that hard on reasonable amounts of alcohol and caffeine so before we lose everybody <laughs> yeah let's talk about some of the happy news and I don't want to go overboard with that, but can you just touch on your stance on alcohol and caffeine as they relate to your micronutrient profile? Yeah, absolutely. So we always look at the pros and the cons, look at the studies, and basically come up with what we think uh, is the best advice. And with both caffeine and alcohol, there is a sweet spot. So basically two cups of coffee a day is a, is a good amount that shows benefits, actually. Um, and it doesn't ha doesn't tip you over in that bad direction yet. So you will lose a little bit of micronutrients, and like you said, that like you were saying with the with your uh, having too much coffee or tea with your iron, they both deplete iron and, and your calcium levels. But you can basically just put two tablespoons of cream into a cup of coffee, and that will get rid of that calcium depletion. So two cups of coffee is one of the foods highest in yeah. antioxidants in the entire in the entire diet. So that's that's what you want to have. You want to have those antioxidants. So we're not going to tell you to get rid of that. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, with alcohol, this was something, again, where the research really surprised us. We found that when, when researchers looked at people who drank alcohol moderately each day, so anywhere from two to three glasses a day of alcohol, they were they had much stronger bones and less likelihood of having brittle bones and or osteoporosis than abstainers. You guys, if I drank three glasses of alcohol a day, I would, first of all, I'd be in the ER because, <laughs> but secondly, I mean, I know you guys aren't sitting around drinking two to three glasses of wine a night and calling it a vitamin. So talk no. to me here. No. Oh, no, no. no. Not first of all, we're not suggesting that anyone who isn't a drinker start drinking. What we are saying is that the science, if we want to look at this scientifically and say what happens when the human body drinks alcohol, you know, Harvard did a bunch of studies and they found that they reduced all rates of mortality by 28%, all cause mortality by 28% for the group that actually had two glasses a day. So we're not telling you you have to start. We're not telling you you have to stop if you're already doing it. What we're telling you is the science behind it. It's good for your bones. It's actually good for autoimmune conditions, which is very interesting because they theorize that, you know, your body is, if you have an autoimmune condition, your body is fighting itself. But they figured that when you have the alcohol, it actually makes your body not as good at fighting itself. So it actually helps your autoimmune condition. So it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of good studies on it. We're not telling you that you have to, but we are telling you is that's the science and that's what we're reporting, just so that you're aware of it. Right. And when we say two glasses, we're not talking about glasses of vodka, right? So it's you know, <laughs> a vodka. we're talking about wine glasses, looking at like a five ounce glass. So two two of those maybe. So yeah, so it's, it's definitely uh, the amount of alcohol that may fit into some people's profile. But like, I think it's an important point. If you're not a drinker and you don't have osteoporosis, you know, you may not want to start it, but the research is there that alcohol each day is beneficial. And again, looking back at the tribes that we went to, alcohol is a component of a lot of these remote tribes and has been for a long yeah, time. I don't think we went to any tribe that actually did not have an alcoholic drink that they drank regularly. I'm struggling. And that's the thing is everyone, you know, it's, it's take it for the science that it is and for what the studies say. And if it fits into your, like we say, it's a nutrivore. If it fits into your dietary philosophy, great. If not, you don't have to. Yeah. In our protocol, we limit it to two drinks a day. And we believe that that would be the, the, the maximum that you'd want to take in if you're trying to create a micronutrient sufficient state. Yeah. Past that, it starts to ruin the stomach lining and actually inhibits micronutrient absorption. Well, so I'll share my personal experience, but again, everyone needs to figure out what their personal experience is, right. obviously. And obviously, if you have a habit around alcohol, you don't even get to play because this is right. whether it adds or contributes to your nutrient profile becomes immediately moot. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so my personal experience is I know the science also shows that it does slow down your metabolism for a period of time immediately upon consumption. So if I'm in a period where I'm actually working on fat loss and trying to get hard and lean, you know, wine is one of the first things that comes out of my diet. And then the flip side of that coin for me is I now know that I can relax, have a nice healthy dinner and sip on a glass of red wine. And I'm not just putting myself in the like nutritional dunce corner and that it's not hard. It's not some evil thing. Well, now here's the cool thing. What you said is we agree 100% because if you look at the protocol, so in our book, we've got protocols for different desires. So if you're looking to heal osteoporosis, it's in that protocol, two drinks a day. If you're looking at the fastest fat loss, it's not in there anymore. We actually take it away from you. So it's exactly what you said. It all depends on what your personal goals are. So in the book, we have nine different protocols that are all geared towards different desired results. Um, and so you just find the protocol that fits what you want to do. And then you, you know, we arrange it directly for you. Each, each protocol has its own set of rules and it all, everyone gets their own, you know, foods that they can have and their own menus and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. That's really helpful. The way you guys break that down in the back of the book, you can literally look up conditions and then the plan, the outline around those different conditions. So that's really, really helpful. Okay. So we sort of deep dive there, but that was kind of fun. So thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) We aren't going to be able to talk about supplements uh, really too much, but I think it would be useful for you guys to just share your ABCs on supplements. Okay, so the ABCs came out of trying to figure out a way to allow Mira's body to absorb the micronutrients that she needed. So we really needed to go back to school and look at what was happening, you know, on a supplement level that was blocking her ability to be able to absorb the minerals that she needed to rebuild her bone. And what we found was that there was, in our opinion, four flaws that were kind of inherent with the multivitamin because we were really looking at that. The first flaw is, the you know, so we call this the ABCs of optimal supplementation. And the first one is A for absorption. And what they found is research, again, we went to the research and they looked at, they actually took multivitamins right off the shelf and they evaluated them as to whether or not they disintegrated in the allotted time period so that you'd even be able to absorb anything. And they found that 51% of them didn't absorb. So we bypassed that absorption problem um, by making ours a powder. And we also make it a powder that has no binders, fillers, excipients, or anything else in it that, can, that, could, uh, that could inhibit absorption in any way. The second is called B, and that's for beneficial quantities and forms. We found a lot of the multivitamins didn't have enough of what Mira needed. If you look at your multi, it probably doesn't have 600 milligrams of calcium. It doesn't have the 400 milligrams of, of magnesium. And, and so it just doesn't have the beneficial quantities and forms that she would have needed. So what we do in the book, which I think is really helpful for people, is we have a checklist. We have an A checklist, a B checklist, a C and an S checklist. So basically, you can just point at you. You can take your supplement out of your cabinet, and you can look at it and say, how did I do on absorption? How did I do on beneficial forms? And you can find out how your, you know, how your product is actually created. So we really wanted to make it super simple for people to utilize the information. Yeah, our goal was to educate people so when they walk into the health food store, they had some knowledge as to really how to choose a properly formulated supplement. C stands for micronutrient competition, and I really really believe that's the that's the game changer in supplemental science as far as, as we're concerned. This is the knowledge that science knows that certain vitamins and minerals compete for receptor sites. It's called micronutrient competitions or micronutrient antagonisms. Yet we didn't find a single multivitamin company out there in America that was dealing with this issue. So we really dove real deep into the micronutrient competition aspect to make sure that people separate the competing micronutrients to have proper absorption. And here's actually competition said in a way that I think Ella and I would probably say it. Everyone's got two girlfriends that shouldn't be at the same dinner party, right? Micronutrients are the same way. They don't all get along together. They shouldn't all be at the same in the same multivitamin together. So that's what the micronutrient competition does. It actually separates things that don't get along. Okay, so the takeaway here for me is that buying random vitamins off the shelf from your standard grocery store is probably a waste of money in most cases. True or false? I would say absolutely true. And I think major media is starting to pick up on this. I mean, Forbes magazine, Times magazine, they're asking the question, are, is, is the multivitamin even good for you? And the way that it's formulated now, I'd have to say, well, here, I'll say it like this. I do believe that taking a multivitamin is still better than taking nothing. But I think right now we're seeing 
5% potential of what a real multivitamin could do for us. We're taking it to fill in the gaps, but that multivitamin still has so much infighting and so little beneficial quantities and, and the potential for non-absorption that you're getting maybe 5 to 10% maximum of what the potential is. There's, there's really room to improve there. Yeah, I think a better strategy is to chuck them all and to spend your money on far fewer and far better sourced. Absolutely. And that's why we go over every single micronutrient in that list, in that chapter on um, beneficial forms and clients. We want you to say, okay, if I want to take K, what should it say on my supplement pack? So we want you to buy less products, but better products. So I love your chart where you list the essential micronutrient and then you say, here are the beneficial forms and then you explain why it matters. And I'm, I was working with this and I realized that the magnesium that I was taking was a complete waste of money. It wasn't helping me in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm glad you got that out of there. So thanks. I'd rather buy fewer, smarter things than a, a bunch of low-cost items that fill up my pantry. That's not what I'm in it for. So Absolutely. All right, guys. So as we wrap up, why don't you share with us what the 28-day program actually entails that you talk about in your book, just to give them an idea at the end of the day for people who are interested in changing their perspective to one of seeking out micronutrients rather than counting calories, for example. Can you just give an overview of what the 28-day program entails at a high level? Yeah. Well, we created the 28-day program to be something so that you can test drive what it feels like to be micronutrient sufficient. Obviously, you know, this is much more of a lifestyle overall, but we wanted to say, listen, give it 28 days. If you don't feel so much better, uh, just feel amazing, then you know what? Go back to doing what you're doing. You gave it a fair shot. We were able, our clients were able to see such dramatic improvements in that 28 days. We really felt like, okay, let's just do this. Anybody, we're going to show you exactly what to eat over those 28 days. We're going to give you the recipes. We're going to show you how to do all those evaluations we talked about. We're going to have you look at the health conditions that you're that you're suffering from. We're going to have you really evaluate those lifestyle health conditions. We want you to follow the program perfectly for that 28 days, and you'll be able to either, you'll know right there and then if micronutrient deficiency has been a cause of a lot of the problems that you're suffering from. Let's maybe take something from that program for our next two questions. What is one habit that you would like everyone to road test for one week? And I know that this resonates with your people. I know that they might already be doing this, but getting rid of what we say are the top three poor food ingredients, sacking the sugar, um, saying no to soy, and whacking the wheat. Those three things that we definitely want to get rid of first. Yeah. What's one resource that you love that you want to share with us? Well, I like spectrocell testing. I mean, let's just stay on micronutrients here. If you're wondering how your body is doing, I mean, does this really pertain to you? You can go get a test called a spectrocell test. Uh, it's not our company. We just, we've looked at a lot of the different tests, and this is definitely by far the most accurate. Um, it looks at how, rather than just taking your blood and like seeing if your blood has enough of a specific micronutrient, it actually looks to see if the blood, if, in your blood, still blood test, it looks to see how that micronutrient is performing in your body. So it's a great place to start. Unlike most doctor's offices, which tests like three or four different micronutrients, this tests everything across the board. So um, it's a really great way to get a snapshot of what's going on in your body from a micronutrient level. Okay, so how do people do that? It's called SpectraCell. Uh, we have information on uh, SpectraCell on our website. It's a lab test that you go and they take your blood and then you get a whole readout of exactly what's going on in your blood, which micronutrients you may be low in, which ones you're great in, and, and it gives you all of, tons of great information. Okay, guys, I'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. You guys had one more thing that you wanted to share with everybody, and it was an offer, frankly, that I didn't even believe because you said, guess what, for a limited time, and I think you said by the end of August, which is August 2015, by the end of August, you are giving away $200 worth of groceries to people who buy your book. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. Okay, first of all, Everyone wants to eat better, but sometimes it can get expensive. So what we said is, you know what? No one has any more excuses. If you buy our book and send us the receipt by August 31st, 2015, we are going to send you gift certificates that you can spend in any way you want at these great online places. So there's some of our favorite, favorite stores online. 
So we wanted to do something that would really support the, the people who are trying, really truly trying to, to improve their health. So anybody who buys a copy of the Micronutrient Miracle, whether it's from Amazon or a local bookstore or anywhere you go, I think it's like 14 to $16 on Amazon right now, you buy a copy of that book and we put together a group of companies that are going to help to support your, your decision to become healthier. They're going to gift you with $200 in same-as-cash gift certificates that you can use on their online stores and have their produce, their organic meats and grass-fed, grass-fed meats and wild-caught fish and non-toxic home goods and beauty supplies shipped right to your door. And nuts. <laughs> you guys, seriously? You know, we actually went to these companies and we said, you know what, people are always giving away coupons for, like, junk food and, like, things that we don't want to give people. But why doesn't anyone else ever give money for foods that are really the ones that we want you to have? And so we knocked on these companies' doors and we were like, you have to do this. And they were like, eh. And then we're like, you have to do this. And they are like, okay, we're in, we're in. And you can buy whatever you like from their store. And that's it. That's the end of the story. We're not telling you you have to sign up for anything. There's no hidden strings. I know that's important to you, Ella. And it's really, it's just, it's the same as cash. Here are the questions that people are going to have. They're going to say, first of all, is it $50 or is it $200? What's the story? Yeah, so it's $200 worth of gift certificates. So we went to five online stores. There's three that are offering $50 gift certificates. There's a $25 gift certificate, and there's a $30 gift certificate. So people can learn more about it when they check out the link. But So there's five stores, and the total gift certificate, same as cash gift certificate amount, is $200. And you get all of them. You don't have to pick any one. You get all of those gift certificates. Okay, now the next question obviously is how do they do that? So can we put a link at onairwithella.com that they can just click? Can we make it easy? Totally. So we'll give you a link. And when they go there, they're going to see us in cartoon form. We, uh, they'll be able to watch it. And then they'll learn all of it right there, where to send the receipts to prove that they got it. And then we just email them the, the gift certificates. It's really super simple. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but that's a pretty good return on investment. And it makes an amazing gift. You know, you can nudge a friend that you think could be healthier, but giving them $200 in in healthy food with a book on health is kind of a much nicer way of, of trying to get someone to make changes in their life. Yeah, or keeping 170 and giving them a $30 <laughs> gift certificate. It's a nice gift, too. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's true. We started off by just trying to see if we could give a $20 gift. You know, we wanted to, to cover the cost of the gift or the book. So we but thought, well, I'm we'll greedy. try $20. The companies really stepped up to the plate, and they and by the time we were done, it was over $200. And it's, it's never been done. Right now, you cannot walk into Barnes & Noble and buy any book in there and have it be, and be given $200 worth of gift certificates for anything. So this is really a kind of a new concept that we that we created because we wrote Rich Food, Poor Food. So we had a lot of these these relationships, relationships with these great food manufacturers and companies. And, but, and, the, and we just wanted to see what we could do with that. And I think this is a great way for people to get healthy, read a great book, which, you know, we love the, the Micronutrient Miracle. I think everybody will benefit from it. But even if you don't, even if you don't have, you don't care less about nutrition, you certainly will use the $200 worth of gift certificate. Well, guys, that is a very, very generous offer. And frankly, I hope the start of a trend. That would be awesome. And that's absolutely. It'd be nice to see other people carry forward with this. Outstanding. Well, Mira and Jason, I know that people can find out a lot more about you at caltonnutrition.com. And of course, you know that I'll put that link in the show notes, but everyone's just going to fly over to onairwithella.com and search Mira or Jason or Calton or with the episode number, whatever works for you guys. It's super easy. And this post will pop right up and you'll get the link directly to that offer. And you guys swore there's no fine print. There's no fine print. That's so cool. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. It's been it's been really, really interesting. Oh, we had so much fun with you, Ella. We gotta do it again. All right, catch you later. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com, where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.